Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third and final hour of the Live with the Rank Show. Tomorrow, I'm back for Free Speech Friday. So those of you who've called in about things I've not talked about today, I hope you can call in tomorrow to discuss it. I made a big mistake earlier in discussing the uh, Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association I was using common core math, and I apologize. I try my best not to use common core math. And I was saying that $1, if you were to, well, let me get the paperwork. If you can just hold with me, because I am always willing to correct anything I say wrong. Here it is. Michigan House Speaker Jason Wetworth yesterday said he's no longer or there are no plans to alter the 2019 auto no-fault insurance law, the one that reduced our rates and got get us our money back or some of our money back. And I was trying to point out how, how poorly government pays. And remember, there's people out there, many people in a certain ideology that want government health care. And under the law, the fees medical providers could charge insurance companies for auto crash survivors were, as they wrote, trimmed on July 1st to 55% of the charges in 2019 or 200% of the 2019 Medicare rate for Medicare reimbursable services. So I said, using common core math, well, 200% of $1 is $200. It was pointed out to me, and I appreciate that, that uh, I should use real math, but not common core math. And it should have been $2. So 200% of a dollar. Even then, is it $2 or 3 But I will say this. But it still shows you how much less the Medicare pays, government pays. And if that's all you have paying it in the future, think about the type of doctors that you'll have there. Now, I checked with a specialist in Common Core, and they said I was in the ballpark. I was only off on a $1 charge or discussion by $199 or $8. So I still get an A minus. So that's what I was told. And I wanted to make sure I corrected that couple things we're talking about. Kalamazoo school district, school district is sued by one of their teachers over mask mandate exemption. She had a medical exemption from her doctor and the people who uh, she works for, the school that she works for. I don't know if the district was involved in it. Uh, said they don't care about what her doctor says. They are following science. You can check out that piece at WBCKFM.com or one of the stations you're listening to me on. You can also find it at the Rank Live Facebook page and my flagship page, flagship station's Facebook page, WBCKFM. Click on the link there, the picture or whatever. Read the article first, please, and then you can comment if you'd like. We also talked about public school advocates' launch effort to stop DeVos back school scholarship proposals that had to do with the Michigan, let Michigan kids learn. We had Fred on last week. He's a spokesperson for them. 
It's basically saying anybody who wants to donate money to these accounts, private uh, charities or whatever accounts, Michigan Student Opportunity Accounts, they could get a tax deduction if it works out within their, uh, their filing. I, I don't know if it's an automatic refundable tax deduction or it depends how much you can deduct if you're not taking the standard deduction. Most of us are not taking this are, – are taking the standard deduction because of the Trump uh, and Republicans' tax cuts, which increased it. So most of it, us don't have enough other expenses to itemize. The Democrats are waging a war against the children here in Michigan and the their education. They believe that the last two years, uh, they still need a few more years to smash them into the ground, educationally wise. Because they don't want any outside help to get involved with teaching these kids. So wealthy people or not, you know, maybe you're not that wealthy, but you want to send 20 bucks. And that money then will go to children who are in free and reduced lunch or up to their family's income is up to 200% of those on free and reduced lunch. Democrats saying no, no, they can't have that because it creates a voucher system. And then they point to the Blaine Amendment that has nothing to do with it. The Blaine Amendment in our Michigan Constitution has to do with public money, not private money. And as I said to you, to be fair, this is what they'll say. Well, it's private. It becomes public money when they get a tax break. No, it isn't. Public money means it's being given back to the student. A tax cut means you're just not going to take as much from me or tax credit. So you never had it in the first place. But then that also can open up your minds to what these people think on the left. And that is all money is public money, and you get to keep some of it, what they give you. So that's part of what we talked about today. There was something I wanted to, yeah, tell you about. Legislative Democrats have unveiled some new election policy proposals yesterday. One of them is keeping guns out of polling places. Now, I'm pretty sure, I think guns, maybe, and, and you know, I'm going to look at my card. Uh, why don't we, I hold off on that. Let me go to John. He stayed on. I had to cut him short last segment. He wanted to finish his point. I was pointing out to John uh, that he found a, a, a slight flaw in my interview with the Todd Spangler from the Detroit Free Press, asking him about why he didn't include some of these things in his article about Lisa Cook, a Michigan State University economist who Biden put up as a chair or one, as one of the Fed governors on the Fed chair, where she is calling for slavery reparations. She is calling for defunding the police and a whole slew of very hyper partisan positions. And as I said to him, why didn't he put it in there? He says, well, uh, it, uh, being hyperpartisan, and I'm paraphrasing, isn't going to affect her uh, her job on the board because they're dealing with Fed 
reserve, the Federal Reserve. They're dealing with uh, interest rates and what have you. And I was kind of saying, I'm not sure. Yes, dealing with interest rate, may it not affect being hyperpartisan? Because I don't want someone hyperpartisan on any side to be running our federal monetary system. And, and I asked him. You know, I, or I told him, I don't know what else is involved where that could happen. What I should have came right out and say what I say to all of you guys, and I, I'm just honest, I, I, I didn't think of it at the time. And that is, well, shouldn't we know how these people really think? Because that does affect a lot. And that was John was pointing out. So let's go back. Uh, thanks, John, for holding on. You wanted to finish your thought, or I think you were uh, re- going to respond to that, what I just said. Yes, I was going to rank, and I think you're being a little hard on yourself. Uh, let me give you a lesson from about uh, you know three or four weeks of practicing law. Uh, nobody, I can't think of an attorney, no matter how good they are, and I'm not projecting that I'm good, bad, or indifferent, but nobody asks all the questions. Nobody doesn't forget some, but something, okay? It's all within the realm of being in the heat of the process of doing an examination or in doing an investigation or an interview. So yours was excellent. Okay. I had the luxury of sitting back and came up with a, an afterthought that I thought was important. That's See, all. But that's, that's to point that out. That's why it's good to have someone, I assume in a legal team, when you're in a death penalty case or whatever, you want a couple lawyers because one can sit back, watch his his uh, partner uh, asking questions or whatever, and then they're out of that mindset and they're thinking of other things and they can pass along. Does that happen in law? Uh, yeah, it reminds me of a, a friend of mine, Jerome Stephen, uh, who was with me as a prosecutor and he wouldn't listen to the cops at all. I always listened to the cops because that's what I was taught. And uh, he didn't have a good record, and I was fortunate enough to win more than I lost. All right. So you – is that what you wanted to say, John? Yeah, that's basically it. Right? All right. Well, it I appreciate interview. it. Good interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that very, very much. I, I am still – I'm. I am harder on myself than anybody is when it comes to uh, my show. And since that's such a driving theme of mine, uh, which is there – thought, the way they think, the the things they believe affects all of us. It's it's for any of us. Like I, I admitted, even for myself, when I read that headline, the first one about the first black woman, you know, I immediately went to agenda driven. Now, I, I believe that's what it is, but I leave open the door that it could be for clickbait. But the reason I believe it's agenda-driven is because when the shoe's on the other foot, it's never exposed or treated the same way. So, for instance, last Sunday on 60 Minutes, they were talking about Buttigieg being the first openly gay cabinet member to be confirmed to Congress, which is not correct. It's mis and disinformation. Grinnell, you remember him? I always liked him. Liked him when he was uh, talking about his, his experience in government. He was the ambassador for Germany for a while. Grinnell, 
he was the director of national intelligence who was actually the first openly gay member to be confirmed by Congress. But the media didn't expose it in that way or didn't report it in that way. Let's see. Richard Gunnell. Yeah, and the reason they didn't report it, he's gay. I mean, sorry, he was Republican. He was the first openly gay cabinet member of the U.S. So do you think Cooper Anderson in 60 Minutes with their 20 producers working on this didn't know that? Or they just lied to you, spread disinformation? And it doesn't stop there. Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, the Republican Virginia, received similar treatment. And she became the first woman of color elected to a statewide office in Virginia. The mainstream media covered the Virginia election and never pointed that out. In fact, said that Yunkin ran a racially focused campaign with a lieutenant governor who was black and a woman. So the media said that this black woman was stoking white grievance. And there's more. I'm going really late here. We're going to take a quick break. Come back on the other side. You're listening to Live with Rank. I appreciate that. I was just looking at my trusty card about pistol-free zones. And I guess what I'm taking from this is if an election... Uh, polling place is in a school. I think that's a still a pistol-free zone if my handy-dandy card I received when I got my CCW is correct. And I brought that up because I was telling you about these new laws. They want to uh, ban guns now, Democrats are asking to ban guns in uh, at polling places. If you remember, Benson tried that. She tried to say people can't come within 100 feet of a polling place with a gun, and she was slapped down and told that what she was doing was illegal, like most of the things they do. But no one, no one pays the price. Right before the break, I was talking about the media and how they're just not truthful. 60 Minutes just the other night, just Sunday night, said that Buttigieg is the first openly gay cabinet member to be confirmed by Congress. Correct. I mean, incorrect. It's literally mis- and disinformation. Richard Grinnell was. He was the first openly gay cabinet member, served as acting director of national intelligence under President Donald Trump. And was also confirmed by Congress in 2018 for the role of U.S. ambassador to Germany. Same thing happened with Lieutenant Governor Win Sears, Winsome Sears, Youngkin's Lieutenant Governor, first black woman to win statewide. No one wrote about it. In fact, what they wrote about is she was racially focused and stoking white grievance. Her camp, their, the campaign was, so that means she was. She's a black immigrant. Not only is she a black, but she's an immigrant and a woman who served in the Marines. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. 
Republican Winsome Sears projected to win lieutenant governor's race. That was the Washington Post headline. Now, when the Washington Post reported on Democrat Michelle Wu, quote, as the first person of, of color and woman to be elected Boston mayor, Within weeks, they then, or around the same time, report that, yeah, yeah, there's this Republican Winsome Sears projected to win lieutenant governor's race. Quote, unquote. Those are the two headlines. So you get my point of what's happening. And it's gone back forever by the media. Leak memos from the office of Senator Dick Turbin subsequently revealed that Democrat activist views Estrada, if you remember him, Miguel Estrada, nomination for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals as, quote, especially dangerous because he is Latino and the White House seems to be grooming him for a Supreme Court appointment, end quote. So that's what Dick Turbin and his alter eagle, Dick Durbin, and the Democrats were talking about. We can't have this uh, Latino be put on the D.C. Court of Appeals. That'll hurt us. In the long run, leaked memos. They wrote it. Sickening. Let's go to uh, Robert. Good morning, Robert. Welcome to the Live with Rank Show. Good. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Rank. Yeah, me too. Hey, I just want to bring up two quick points. The, the situation with the giving money to students to be able to buy books and different things. The, the, the Democrats in Michigan don't believe that they believe actually that they can spend your money better than you can. And, and that's the way it goes with many things. Talking about your uh, interview with the uh, writer from the free, Detroit Free Press, he also believes that you don't need to know, you know, the background of that appointee, that Biden appointee, because it's not pertinent. He decided that. He's not letting his, his readers decide that. He's making that decision on that. Now, Very good. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on. I want to compliment you. Very good point. Yes. He was deciding what is pertinent or not. Exactly. And I do think it is pertinent. Right now, we do have bank regulators and Federal Reserve people that are dissuading banks from giving loans out to oil companies or to coal companies or something like that. You know what I want banks to do? Make that decision based on their economic ability to repay that loan, not on what their politics are. I don't want someone in the government dissuading people from doing something like that. And this happened before. This happened during the housing crash of 2007-2008. Bank regulators and Federal Reserve people were pushing banks to give loans out to people that could not repay those loans. And a lot of people defaulted on that. So I don't want things based on, policy, on politics. I want things based on good, sound economic philosophy. Yeah, but the Fed, the, the Fed doesn't determine what was not behind that. They, they can they can dissuade people from doing things. Oh, can, by the way, Robert, before I go forward, I, I think it was you who last week, and I wanted to make sure you uh, heard this, uh, that because I was just talking about the gun issue and if you can carry a gun in a polling place, and I think you can unless mm -hmm. it's at a school. You last week thought that we had given up our Fourth Amendment rights. I don't know if you heard the gun expert who called in and said that's not true. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. It, do you remember bringing that up last week? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the Fourth Amendment, you do not give up your Fourth Amendment rights with the CCW. So he's telling me the police could, don't have the right to search my vehicle without my consent if I have a CCW? Yep. 
And you should have learned that in no your class. If not, that was a bad class you went to. I think is that's what he said. And I know he is the expert because I actually went to his class. Or he, in the class I had on just recently, he is a listener of mine, and he was the person who was brought in to uh, teach us about that. He's a former police officer, 25 years and all that. So, yes, yeah, you I cannot have your – you do not give up your right to Fourth Amendment search because you have a CCW. All right, now back okay. to what you were saying. Uh, I hope so. Uh, I well, hope it's so. not I, hope I, I so. It's not mind. hope so. It is. Okay. That that one okay. is is a fact, okay? So now back well, to what you I'm happy to be wrong on that. Yes. I'm extremely happy to be wrong on that issue very much, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, it isn't wrong or right. It's just getting the right information okay. out. That's what it's all about. Okay. All right, go ahead. All right. Finish up what you, what you wanted to say. No, just saying, I think, you know, Federal Reserve does have a lot of sway with, with banks. They, they really do. They can telegraph things. And just as, you know, Labor Secretary, I don't know if you remember Alexis Herman, she had a lot of sway in, in a, a labor dispute that happened back in 97. And, you know, she, she decided not to be a judge or an arbiter. She decided to take sides on that issue. So a lot of public officials can definitely sway companies into doing things. And that's not what we want. We want things to be... Companies make decisions based on sound economic financial principles and what's good for that company and their shareholders, not what's good for politicians. Right. And All I right. Just, I'll end it at that. All right. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate that. You listen to Live with Rank, 269-441-9595 if you'd like to uh, give us your thoughts. We'll be right back. You're listening to Live with Rank, Pump It. Why did I play Pump It the other day? I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, as we were just talking about the CNN and uh, 60 Minutes and Anderson Cooper, spreading disinformation and spreading uh, misinformation, saying that he was the first openly gay cabinet member when it was Richard Grinnell, or openly gay cabinet member who was, uh, was uh, approved, whatever, just not truthful. And I was telling the other way that uh, they actually uh, mislead you. How about this? Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg was on CNBC the other day, and the host asked about this hidden tax that his administration has put on all of us, and that is with these increased gas prices. Here is his response. Your administration has been very clear about not wanting to raise taxes on average Americans, on the middle class, but uh, gas prices at the pump have been a huge tax uh, on anybody who is driving anywhere. Um, what do you do about that? And are you in favor of potentially putting a hold on the national gas tax in, in the meantime until those prices do come down? Well, it continues to be important to keep options open. As you know, the president's taken a lot of steps to bring relief and to help stabilize oil prices, including that big release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Of course, the long-term solution for this is energy independence and a shift to renewable energy uh, here in this country. Uh, but let's also remember that while oil prices and, and gas prices are famously something that is largely outside of the direct control of any political figure, there are a lot of things that we could be doing right now that would bring direct relief to the pocketbooks of American families uh, that are greater than most any family's gasoline bill. That includes lowering the cost of insulin. President's for it. We're getting a lot of pushback from it or on it. Uh, lowering the cost of child care. We're for it. We're getting a lot of pushback, uh, often from the very same people who are criticizing us over, uh, over inflation or, or gas prices. Uh, we had the child tax credit that brought relief to families that 
you know, for a lot of families, probably most of them, uh, would outweigh any price difference that, that you're seeing with gas. Uh, and we wanted to extend it. A lot of the same folks who were criticizing us on the Hill uh, killed that. Uh, so so you're hearing the, the, the typical uh, discussion. A, I'm not going to answer your question about uh, us and this horrible tax we've brought to uh, all of Americans, but it really hurts the less economic or the less fortunate when it comes to money. Uh, and then you're hearing that, well, the uh, fairy dust and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unicorn uh, renewable energy will solve all the problems. Uh, not, I guess Pete doesn't or he's not smart enough maybe to know that most of these minerals to help us with that comes out of China. And, and I went over that earlier this week. And then you heard about, well, we want to give targeted tax relief. We don't want to give tax relief to everybody. We want to just give money uh, to certain people. So you, because you birth a child, you're going to get money. Period. No other reason why. Now, we know how horribly they're doing when it comes to gas. What about the border? We're not hearing about the border much anymore. Tom Holman, who's been on my show before, was discussing it just the other day and said this. Well, this is a typical time of year where uh, you see mass migration because of growing season in the U.S. So a lot of them get jobs on, on big produce farms. But look, this 70,000, know, they'll split up and go to different parts of the border, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. We got, so far, we're on track this year to break, to break last year's numbers and last year's numbers were an historic high. The highest illegal immigration numbers we've ever seen in the history of the station. And we're on par to beat, it, to get, beat that this year. Because the Biden administration has proven there's no consequence or no deterrence. They released over 600,000 people into the United States last year. Many of them were notice to appears which says, show up at NICE office when you get a chance, if you want to. And over half of them didn't. So they know there's no consequence, no deterrence. They'll be released to the United States. They can get a job illegally because Secretary Mayorkas has ordered ICE not to do worksite enforcement operations. And also he's declared being in the country illegally by itself is not enough for ICE to make an arrest. So if you know you come here illegally and ICE isn't looking for you, you can get order removed, but ICE isn't looking for you. You can get a job illegally and ICE is not going to go to the worksite and find you. Why wouldn't you come? There you go. Record year last year and on to another record year this year. We're worried about Ukraine's border, but who gives a squat about our border? Oh, man, this country is um, needs people to help us. Those of us who are uh, care about America in this country, we need more. And I hope more people are becoming convinced to leave the dark side and come to the light. Come to the light. Come to the light. <sighs> Starting a business or entering a profession in Detroit used to be very costly. And that's how these cities and states control who can get a or start a business and who can't. But the Detroit City Council has now looked at getting rid of some of these business and occupational license mandates. 
So the repeal extended the city's most expensive requirements, including the following license and fees. $863 licensing fee to open up an arcade. $223 a bowling alley. Junkyard dealer, $432. Snow removal, $223. Now, some of you may say that those aren't huge numbers. Why should there be a fee at all? Why at all? It's just a way for them to make more money. But it's good news. Detroit is repealing some of those. And for that, we thank them. 269-441-9595. Oh, I forgot to add. Do you remember when uh, Buttigieg was talking on the CNNBC? He talked about bringing down the cost of insulin. Trump already did that. Buttigieg fought that. And the Democrats fought against bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. Why? Because it was Trump's idea. And it was being moved under Trump's administration. It is... That is what we need to stop. And it won't stop. The politicians won't stop. And that's why I'm so tough on the media. And why I keep harping on. And as I brought up with Todd Spangler from the Detroit Free Press today, we need you guys to be more fair. Now, I didn't expect him to answer that question. Of course, he's not going to. But if, if the mainstream manipulative media doesn't become more fair in call, calling the balls and strikes, and you guys were really good coming up with some of those questions I should have came up with. A, shouldn't it be up to the reader to decide if that's pertinent or not? Also, what about just the overall thought process? Though I did creep to that one, but I didn't go over the line. I didn't take the ball over the line for that one. I'll remember next time. 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Frank. We'll be right back after this. I thought we've been getting a little heated here, so we'll just slow it down a little bit with some Aretha Franklin. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow's Free Speech Friday. So you guys get to decide what to talk about. I know several of you called today wanted to come on air, but we weren't talking about that today. So I hope you'll be able to call back tomorrow. And I get to play all the music that I want. Uh, even though it's, it's this new studio setup, new software is going real well. Love it. Except it's more difficult for me to find the right piece of music and during each break that I, I like to try to Monday through three, Thursday bring to you to enhance uh, what we're talking about. I know I've gotten some emails from some people saying, hey, it's uh, slipping a little bit there, Rink. What did that song have to do with the topic? I get it. I get it. Let's go back to the phone lines. Again, they're 269-441-9595. Here's a Dr. Mitchell. Good morning, Dr. Mitchell. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning, Ray. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I just wanted to point out to everyone that 
Uh, we have to remember that with our current administration, uh, when they came in, they made it clear that they were going to pursue a policy that was really anti-oil uh, 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 independence for the United States of America. And uh, with the renewables, that you know, that was their focus. And so basically what we have right now is uh, them still continuing that particular course of action. Well, if I it may, not- Dr. Mitchell, if I may, to what you just mm-hmm. said, I think this clip is what you're also talking about. Let's see if this is mm-hmm. uh, but, but kiddo, I want you to just take a look, okay? You don't have to agree, but I want you to look in my eyes. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're gonna end fossil fuel and I am not gonna cooperate. So that's what you were talking about, right? Yeah, that is exactly what I'm talking about. And we cannot forget that that has been a central focus and a key element to the priorities of this particular administration. Now, we here on the local level, we are feeling the impact of that policy. Of course, at the gas pump, we're spending more money. Uh, People still have to go to work the same amount of time, do the same distance every day, day in and day out. So yes, it is actually a a tax upon, uh, of course, us here locally in Kalamazoo and the nation. But even more than that, what we have is an administration who is trying to move us from a particular methodology that we've used and utilized very successfully and we could be using more of, and that is getting our own oil. And as they try to push us away from that, they're doing it in an accelerated way because we have midterms coming up. Um, and I believe that the administration is very well aware that the public is not very happy with them and that many people want them out of office. So they are trying to pursue this, even though we don't want it. They know that they are crunched for time to get things done. And they believe that if they just hold on long enough, that we will forget come November. And I don't believe the people will forget. Forget what? That their war against children and their education and their war against uh, fossil fuels? Yeah, their war against fossil fuels, how that, of course, is impacting people's pocketbooks. Of course, their policies related to uh, children and education as, as far as also to parent rights. Can parents decide if their children wear a mask or get a vaccine? Um, those are healthcare issues as well. And how do you, um, as an administration, justify uh, attempting to undermine parental rights in this way? Um, these things have parents and adults, of course, all across the spectrum, parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, everybody is very concerned about these things because it also reaches into our constitutional freedoms. Are they being respected? Do you believe that more people who maybe are passive information voters will become uh, more engaged and Mm -hmm. learn the issues a little bit more deeper and then hopefully make a decision uh, not to continue to what many believe destroy this country from from within? Yeah, yeah, Rank. And we've seen a lot of that. Uh, we've seen people engaging in ways that they have not. Who are we? 
Um, I'm talking about our community. Okay. Um, uh, people in our community are 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 actually coming out and being involved in their government in ways that they haven't been previously. Certainly when it comes to education, I do agree. My concern is there are other issues, the border, the open border issue. And again, that doesn't have to do with just letting in illegal immigrants to live here. It's also dealing with uh, the fentanyl that's coming through and killing, Uh what, they say 100,000 Americans last year or something like that. Yes. Um, we do have a fentanyl problem, and uh, that problem, of course, is starting to get more attention because of the loss of life. Um, but um, as far as uh, the the solution to that, we have to pivot and come up with actual solutions. Of course, that involves um, our border, our porous border, and uh, we have to actually not only talk about what needs to be done, but we have to have an administration and, of course, local leaders putting pressure on the administration to step it up and to also talk about the loss of life. But, you saw, but you saw how Trump was doing that and you saw how many people fought him. In, yeah. in the swamp, it was the swamp that uh, that defeated, uh, fought him, and some may say defeated him, as well as all the media out there that just spread mm-hmm. misinformation and disinformation. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, that's why it takes more of us to vote these people out, and it can't be just Republicans or right-leaning independents. We need more right. of us to say, let's get us back to normal. We were supposed to get back to normal with this guy. And things are crazier than ever in this <laughs> world. North Korea just has, uh, I think it's this year. And what are we, in month three? Or is in the last year? I'm not sure. Uh, had the most missile uh, test ever. So it's just getting worse and worse. I've got to go. We're at the end of the show. Thank you very much for your, uh, your thoughts, Dr. Mitchell. Thank you, Rank. You have a great day. Tomorrow will be Free Speech Friday, so I hope you guys will uh, certainly call in. Talking about the border, there was an interesting interview last night I saw, and this had to do with that a Republican, Maria Salzara, Republican for Florida, who I told you the other day was calling for basically World War III, for us to engage the Russians in a no-fly zone, and then when asked, do you realize, have you thought this through, that'll be World War III, I can't remember her response. Well, she was on Tucker Carlson last night, and that was an interesting interview. But apparently, she has come up with this Dignity Act, and it's hilarious. When Tucker says, you want to give tens of millions of people amnesty, no, we don't. That You're not telling us the truth. We're going to give them dignity. So she's just like a Democrat. You just change the word. So, but they get to live here free. I mean, get to live here legally. Yes. So that's amnesty. No, it's dignity. We'll talk about that more tomorrow on the Live with Rank Show's Free Speech Friday edition. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this show today. Have a great, safe day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m.